4.24 in the morning, Sunday, March 17th, Holiday Inn Express, Saugus, Massachusetts, Route 1, USA. Adam, wake up! Mm. No? Yeah. Yeah. We gotta go hop on the shuttle. Not going to be all snow. A wintry mix is forecast for the listening area. Well, we've made it this far. Alex Kaufman, Wintry Mix, episode 69. In 2004, I was an aspiring PR guy in the ski business, climbing the ladder in the old American skiing company. Between roles at Killington and Sunday River, I was stationed at Atatash, where Tom Chassie was the general manager. Soon after that year, he took the helm at Schweitzer in Idaho, and I've been threatening to go say hello for around 15 years. In March 2019, it finally happened, and you're about to hear it. Wintry Mix is locals and visitors, half skiing, half not skiing, and this time around the bull wheel, it's not Stowe, Waterbury, and Mad River Valley. It's Panhandle of Idaho style. And we're in for a great many locals and visitors. This episode is a bit out of the norm and a lot more time investment on my part. But whatever, we're giving it a go. My email is alex at wintrymixcast.com. The social is at wintrymixcast. Five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts mean I will owe you a beer in the wild and join the Patreon supporters if you want me to never quit. Stand by for the goods. Remix podcast is supported by the town and country on the mountain road in Stowe. Under new ownership this year, the sign out front is historic, but the bar, restaurant, menu, and most of the rooms are all new. Food truck inspired flavors and ever changing specials. Warm fireplace and prices that bring in the locals. And psst, it gets better. A second poolside restaurant is on the horizon in May or June or when it's ready with wood-fired pizzas and a bar built out of an Airstream. I think they're going to call it the deep end. Keep your eyes peeled. We'll see you at the town and country. The lodging is in the front. The party and the parking is in the back. Welcome to Spokane. Our arrival time today is 1.05 p.m. 
Please keep your seatbelt on. Our pilots will turn off the seatbelt sign when it's safe to get up. Throughout this episode, I do my best to get everyone introduced, but one voice you'll hear on occasion, and generally without specific introduction, is trip cohort Adam Wheelers. He sounds like this. Dude, that was awesome. Hell yeah. He works up at Stowe, and we're Waterbury neighbors. Spokane, Washington is the home of Gonzaga University, population around 200,000. About two hours from our destination, it feels a little like Boulder, but with a lower cost of living. And holy mackerel has legal marijuana commerce taken hold. Half the billboards, radio ads, and former gas stations are now slinging herb and edibles. But remember, if you drive that stuff 30 miles east, you're a potential felon. Moving on. Thanks to the time change, there's plenty of time to load up on food and supplies, and we pull into Sandpoint well before sunset. Park the rental and head for the town beach. Yep, there's a beach. It's right near the train tracks. This is a railroad town. Why construct a railroad through this remote area of North Idaho? Critics joked that the area for the Northern Pacific was a wild scheme to build a railroad from nowhere, through no man's land to no place. But supporters dreamed of coast-to-coast -coast connections that could tie the Pacific Northwest into a worldwide network of trade and transport. An 1853 government survey led by Washington Territorial Governor Isaac Ingalls Stevens had found that a route around Lake Pandor Yell, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that horribly wrong, and along the Clark Fork River was the most practical for a northern transcontinental line avoiding a steep and torturous passage through the Bitterroot Mountains. Later, railroad engineers agreed. Construction of the Northern Pacific began in 1870, but financial difficulties caused years, caused years of delay, rather. It was not until 1881 that the noise of men and machinery relentlessly pushing the line forward interrupted the stillness of the North Idaho forests. Overnight, towns sprang up to provide services for the workers and often to take advantage of them. Many early railroad construction towns like Sandpoint had wild and woolly reputations. In a wilderness community dominated by single men, drinking and gambling were the main entertainment. Violence often followed. When bad elements caused trouble, vigilante justice sometimes prevailed. As many as 4,000 Chinese immigrants, more than half the workforce, provided the backbreaking labor for the construction effort from Sandpoint to Clark Fork and beyond. Men of many other nationalities also helped to build the line. Most moved on, but a few eventually returned to make North Idaho their home. That was me reading this, what do you call this thing? A tourism guide. A tourism guide post near Lake Pend, URL, can't pronounce it, uh, here in downtown Sandpoint, while Adam and I await our medium pizza and two calzones, which we will take up the Schweitzer Mountain Road that will hopefully feed us for the next two evenings. Should we go pick up that pizza? Let's do it. All right, I think this train's not going to stop for a yeah, while. we should wait for the train to go by. Okay, we should probably wait for the train. Good, good call. So, yeah, it's just pronounced Pondere. Not that hard. We zipped up the access road, which is around 2,500 feet of gain in about 20 minutes. It's a Sunday night, so it's quiet. At check-in, there was a group of locals beside the fireplace discussing the last time each of them was in a fight. Not because it was recent, but because that's a legit topic of conversation. They asked me, and my answer was a succinct, uh, I don't know. 
but I remember the last time I had my ass kicked. We also learned breakfast would be included. Sweet, but now we had too much food. More on that later. Night one in the books, it's go time. Got our demos, thank you Schweitzer, and met up with Dig Chrismer of the marketing team for a quick mountain tour. Because it was Bluebird with no wind the whole time, audio from chairlifts was a reality. Welcome to the tour. Take it away, Dig. These strange items and, and services. They make life a heck of a lot easier, no doubt. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you, Schweitzer. This is awesome. You're on Basin Express right now. The workhorse powerhouse lift of the resort serves mostly intermediate terrain and kind of everybody can kind of access something off of this lift. It's also where we have our night skiing um, and a great gateway up to the triple, which will take you up to the South Bowl shoots, which if you were here, you could see or off to my left over there. Um, And also there's another run off the triple called Ridge Run, which will take back down to the base and head up Great Escape after. So we're going to kind of go explore a little bit. I'm just eating this with my eyes right now. It's pretty beautiful today. You guys (laughs) have lucked out. There's no doubt. It may not be, you know, pow pow, but you're going to get some slush pow. This is the next best thing or maybe as good right now for my kind of attitude adjustment. (laughs) There's nothing like blue skies. You must must get... Not tired of the view, but used to the view. Well, but no, I mean, oh my God, it no, is blowing my mind. It never, I never, we were talking about it earlier. I never get tired of the view because every day it's totally different. Couple warm up runs later while the sun starts to soften things, and we're standing on the summit next to their brand new lodge. So that's what I was going to ask. It, it was built in 2016. 2016, correct. Yep. So because it's city permits, when we decided to do it, we could do it. So yeah. But we had, I was saying, which we didn't talk about, we had to haul everything up by truck. So the summer months, we had a huge, con, you know, concrete trucks. So they're rolling the concrete, spinning, getting it up here to lay all the foundation and everything. And it's just been amazing. We And we had that old wooden shack next door that everyone was emotionally attached to and really sad to see go. But in the end, when there's cocktails and a warm place to pee, everybody's been really thrilled. So <laughs> Rank number one and two right there. So Adam, I would assume probably, uh, have you been putting in windows like that at Stowe lately? I have not installed windows to that capacity, but that is a gorgeous building. It's All right, awesome. where are we going next? We're going to go this way a little bit so I can point out more of the North Pole to you, and then we'll ski down Kinixu, and I'll explain some stuff as we go that way. Thanks, Dick. You betcha. Down we go to the bottom of the snow ghost. I'm so excited to ride that riblet. Uh, well, good. It's our last year. What? Yeah. We're replacing Snow Ghost next year with two new chairs. So we'll have a quad and a, a high-speed quad and a triple t- replacing this setup, which will be kind of amazing. What are you going to do with the chairs? Well, that's a great question, actually. We just decided not too long ago, I just put out the press release, um, that we was going to be called Chairs for Charity. And basically, we've thrown it out to the public that if you want a chair, it's going to cost you two grand, but you write a check directly to a local nonprofit. They get the money, you get the chair, everybody's a winner. So how many chairs it's going to raise? I'm trying to do the math we're, in my we're head. We're hoping about $280,000 for local charities. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But then I won't be able to ride the Riblin anymore. It's okay. You'll be way happier with the new lifts. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> and you can see that super steep groomer we just came down. What was the name of that one again? Kinixu. Kinixu. Yeah. And so Kinixu's we... there. Yep. That was the steepest groomer I've ever been on that I wasn't scared while I was on it. No, because it's not ice. Right. You're in Idaho, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's not New England. And then a little further down to the bottom of the Outback Bowl and Stella's six-pack. So Stella's our six-person high-speed chair. When we built the lift, they hired a Disney Imagineer to come out and create like this story, like a theme to it. So it's the Schweitzer Carriage Company. 
And the story was that Phineas J. Schweitzer and his wife and four children were living in the outback. And Stella, the wife, just wanted to be able to see the lake, but to walk up the hill with all the kids was a pain in the tuchus. So Phineas J. Schweitzer built her a carriage to take her up to see the views from the summit. Well, he decided to build it. She went to visit family in Oregon, so he decided to build it while she was gone, and then she never came back. Oh. oh. <laughs> so Phineas now shares the lift with the rest of us. And we're heading up Stella, and Adam had a good question. Um, What's wrong with these trees? Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys dealing with pine beetle issues here? Not yet, not yet. Those trees that look like they've been eaten silly by bugs are actually tamaracks. So they shed their needles and then pop back out in the in the summer and then they shed them in the fall. They turn that gorgeous yellow, gold, beautiful, beautiful color. They look kind of sketchy right now, but trust me, they're pretty. No, really. I'm in marketing. You can trust me. So, How far are we from the border? Uh, hour and 20 max. Yeah, 85 miles. No, wait, 60 miles from, the, from Canada, 85 from Spokane. The one so. part that we messed up with the destination piece was we didn't know that the hotel we were going to be at, the Selkirk right here, was going to include breakfast. Yeah, that was a big boo-boo on my no, part. No, no, no. I, I mean, I, you know, we Googled it and whatever. You. Well, it's just, it's uncommon. <laughs> Usually, like, a ski yeah, resort hotel no. does not include uh -uh. breakfast. Uh -uh. So we're like, let's get a million loaves of bread. Let's get this. Let's get that so we can have breakfast and lunch. And Now you just get to bribe all the employees to be your friends. Right. We're going to walk really around good. with peanut butter and jelly. That's going to be a part of this this experience is delivering like, PB&J. you the peanut butter and jelly guys? I'll yeah. Be like, yeah, I'm We're going to become them today at lunch and we've got a big bag of clementines too it's going to be like pb and j and clementines for all like, the staff those guys are strange man <laughs> we didn't realize it at that very moment but that was a fantastic idea we had extra food we didn't want to throw it away so it was time to start hooking up the staff yeah right here just gotta beep this guy and then i got a present for you you want peanut butter and jelly yeah we just made them what? and you can for have this what? too Oh my goodness! You're welcome. Did you give me a bar earlier today? Yeah, well, are you still hungry or no? Yeah, dude, I'll take whatever you We'll have. take peanut butter and jelly and put this guy in your pocket for later. Thanks, man. Boom. You're good, man. Appreciate it. You finished shoveling, I got a present for you. Oh, for real? Yeah, man. Hell yeah. All right, man. What's up? Pick one off the top, man. No, eh? Maybe you can get it, but. Maybe. Good. Have one of those, too. I love you guys. There you go, man. You want one of these, man? You hungry? You want one today? Okay. Yeah, yesterday you didn't want one, but today, I'm hungry now. today you're hungry. All right, bud, enjoy. Thanks, man. Yeah. And you get to you get to keep the plate because it's the last one. There you are. Over the course of those two and a half days, Adam and I gave away ten peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that we made by hand in our hotel room, about fourteen clementines, seven cheese and cracker packets dozen granola bars and a half a cheese plate mostly to the lifties a little bit to ski school a little bit to rental and repair and a little bit to ski patrol word started getting around that there were two strange dudes from vermont handing out food to staff and that helped the locals and visitors audio train get rolling name department and hometown all right um name's tyler hometown uh colfax california my department's building maintenance and something that you probably don't know, the, the, the longest non-medical term in the dictionary is anti-disestablishmentarianism. Wow, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> anti-disestablishmentarianism. So you're, you're, against the disestab you're against taking apart the establishment. 
So I guess you're for the establishment, you know? <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> Lee, Ski Patrol, Berthoud, Colorado. And top three things you would like to see Chassie get in the budget for patrol next year. <laughs> uh, Kelly, food and beverage, hometown is, Priest River, Idaho. Idaho. Something you don't know. Yeah. I got married in August after 12 years. Congratulations. What took it so long? I wanted to make sure it was real. That's a good choice. <laughs> I was 17 when we met, so I mean, I'm not getting married then. To, to any of the, to this guy? No. <laughs> uh, Matt Adams, Tawnytown, Maryland. I am a ski patroller at Schweitzer Mountain, and the word pompatus is not really a word. <laughs> what do people think it means? That's a good question. I think Steve Miller just made it up because he wanted to put it in the song. Sing the uh, the court. The pompatus of love. Pompatus of love. I don't think it's not a word. I don't think it's not a word. No, it is not a word. It is not a word. Clarified. Allie. My name is Allie. And you work in what department? Um, Lifts, Department 110. Are you always at Snow Ghost or like lucky today? You know, this is my new Monday spot, so yeah. Here on Mondays. How do you feel about it being replaced by other more modern things? It's sad. It's super cool. I love working here, but I feel like it'll be pretty fun to have some new lifts. How come your lifties and the lifty department has like the coolest shirts? Um, because we make them. Jordan Carlson from San Diego, California, photographer at Schweitzer Mountain. And a fun fact, tomorrow will be the first full moon on the spring equinox in 19 years. Maybe accurate. Is he telling the truth or are you pulling it? I, no, I saw that on the news this morning. All right, cool. Didn't hear what you were waiting for? Don't worry. There's another Locals and Visitors chunk coming. And this episode has an extensive after the beep section. So you're going to want to stick around for that. Next up, oh, just another random employee. Tom Chassie, Lynn, Massachusetts. Currently CEO. You've had that for a little bit, haven't you? How long have you been here? 13 years. It's been amazing. All right, we're going to turn Mr. Chassis here into a bit of the historical society. Take us back. How did Schweitzer come to be? I'm sure you've told that story before. Yeah, there was a, actually a local dentist out of Spokane, Washington uh, back in the, uh, the 50s. He used to take family trips from Spokane over to Whitefish, and they would go right through Sandpoint to get to Whitefish. You know, so driving back one day, it was kind of rainy, drizzly weekend at Whitefish. They came back early. And when they got into Hope, Idaho, the storm had cleared. They stopped for gas. When they were there, they could see the top of Schweitzer, this big snow-covered peak. And they were like, why, why shouldn't we do something locally? So they kind of toured in here. I think it was in 1959. They kind of skinned in here with no roads or anything else. They skinned to ski the resort, well, at the time, just the mountain itself, and uh, kind of fell in love with what was here. The resort, we're very unique here. Uh, we own all the land. We own about 7,000 acres, fee simple, and it goes back to uh, a logging family. So first lift started going in around when? Uh, 1963, the, the resort opened in, in December 63. So at that time, it was the land was owned by a logging company. It was the Brown family. So this dentist from Spokane, Jack Fowler, got together with the Brown family and they kind of created a plan. So they cut a road in here, built a base lodge, and they erected uh, one lift back in 1963. And then they've sort of added on over the years. Um, 
they took a big step back in 19, around 1998, and they decided to put a, another big lift and a detachable lift to the top of the Schweitzer Bowl. They built a day lodge. Uh, they built the Green Gables Hotel. And then they had a couple of really tough years. So unfortunately, the family went through bankruptcy in 99. And then the, uh, there was a group from Seattle, Washington that owned a ski area, uh, Stevens Pass, over in the uh, Cascades. And this family that owns a resort today, the McCaw family, they had a small investment in Mission Ridge over in Wenatchee. So those two entities got together, bought Schweitzer out of bankruptcy in 99. So they operated kind of the three resorts as one, Mission Ridge, Stevens Pass, and Schweitzer. And then in 2004, the partnership split up. So they sold Mission Ridge, the McCaw, I mean the uh, Stevens Pass went back to Harbor Properties and the McCaws ended up with Schweitzer, you know, kind of by default. It wasn't their long range plan. Uh, they're not ski area operators. Uh, it's an investment in a family trust right now. When the uh, McCaws and Harbor bought the resort out of bankruptcy, they retired all the debt. So we've been debt-free since 1999. I was a little surprised when I came. I thought it was kind of neat come to a ski town that has a lake. It's kind of actually not that way. It's more of a lake town, a summer community that has a ski hill. But it's been a great transition. They have snowmaking when you got here? Uh, I think we had one gun somewhere. You know, we used to plug it into a fire hydrant. So, you know, fortunately for me, coming from the east, um, the biggest challenge for us are hit or, hit or miss on opening day. So I made a plan to put in some snowmaking. The idea really was just to increase the chances we'd open up for Thanksgiving. So we have limited snowmaking. Uh, we have a great operation. We dug a four and a half million pond up at the, um, let me think, it sits probably around 6,200 feet. So we fill that, it's a lined pond. We fill it with snow in the springtime. When the snow melts, the pond's full. So we're ready to make snow. It's a gravity feed system probably the most efficient snowmaking system in the country. We only cover about 40 acres with snowmaking, but it gives us a route from mid-mountain down to the village in our beginner slope. You know, since we put in snowmaking, we've been able to achieve the goal to open for Thanksgiving pretty steadily. So the present, you're not a Vail Resort, you're not an Altera Resort, and from the East Coast, it's kind of difficult to go out West and not go to one of those. I was kind of like, I've been threatening to come see you for 15 years, yeah. ever since you left New Hampshire, yeah. and finally did it. Um, operating while that's all going on, off to the side, impacts you how, or not at all? I think it actually, in a way, I think it helps us, you know, being independently owned. I think we're a value proposition. You know, I look at our lead ticket window price, you know, $81. 3,000 acres, we're the 16th largest skier in the U.S. We're kind of under the radar. You know, our biggest challenge is to get somebody here for the first time. You know, we do a fair amount of uh, consumer shows. Boston is a big show for us. Um, you know, we able to Yeah, get... I'm in your office right now. I wonder why it's a big show for you. Come on. Is that data-driven or is that going home? No, I think it's data-driven. <laughs> a little of both. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been uh, just spectacular. The market is... Is what? Locals, des this, this destination, Spokane, Seattle, where are you pulling most of your guests from? So if you draw a circle, let's say a three-hour drive around Schweitzer, that's um, Tri-Cities, Spokane, Coeur d'Alene, Sandpoint, up to the Canadian border. I think there's about 80,000 unique skiers. Collectively, they ski about 500,000 days. We do a little bit more than half the visits. The other half is spread out within the region, uh, 49 degrees, Mount Spokane, Lookout Pass, and Silver. So we own the local market. So we have to go out a little bit further. You know, we've been pretty successful with the ski club market, you know, nationwide. I think we're a great fit for ski clubs. They're sleeping at a relatively low elevation. We're at 4,600 feet in the village. We do a groomed blue runoff of every lift, so we can accommodate the club business. 
for us, you know, they become advocates. It's really hard for us to reach out into the destination market. But, you know, as you know, most of the big ski clubs are from Texas and Florida. It's an older demographic. They travel well, and I think we're a great fit. We've been spending a fair amount of time looking at the Seattle market. We think we have an opportunity there to grow in that market. Right now, it represents 9 or 10% of our total visits. But uh, we're doing some prospecting in the Seattle market right now, and we think we have an opportunity there. And the future on the hill. I've been riding the Snow Ghost Riblet Double a lot the last two days, and everybody's kind of shedding a tear, and I'm almost shedding a <laughs> tear too. But what's going to happen out there? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a struggle. It's a 47-year-old lift. It's a little bit of a challenge to ride. You know, obviously with a lift that old, we had um, a mechanical issue with it last year. The lift was down for eight or nine days. It's not like you walk to the local parts store to buy a part. Something has to be fabricated. You know, it services some tremendous terrain back there. Right now, it has a mid-unload. We lose about 30% of the capacity on that lift today with people skiing from midway down. They just don't have the skills to ski the upper cirque. There's a lot of great groomed blue terrain off of that lift. Um, so our plan right now is to pull it out this summer. We're going to put two lifts in. We'll service that lower pod with a high-speed detachable quad. Like I mentioned earlier, it services a tremendous amount of great blue terrain. We groom that. That's a sweet spot for us in the marketplace. And then the other lift will be a fixed grip triple to service the upper part of the North Bowl Cirque. Got some great terrain up in there as well, so you'll be able to do laps. And, you know, if we do come across kind of a low snow year, that upper lift will still be accessible. Uh, our lowest point elevation is at the bottom of the, of the, uh, the North Bowl, down at the Outback. So this will help mitigate some of that low season snow. I'm looking at the snowpack that's out here right now. Is this what it normally looks like in March? Uh, actually, uh, I'd say maybe a little bit below average for this time of the year. I think our settled snow up on top is a little over 100 inches. You know, typically we're probably closer to 140. You know, the snowpack is maintained well this year because of the cold temperatures. So you just did the summit house. Yeah. You've got this private land situation. You can kind of do relatively, comparatively so, anything you want. You bet you got two new lifts going off in the North Pole. I mean, yep. what else is on the horizon? Anything special? Yeah, you know, uh, we're reg now working on a plan to uh, break ground on a 30-unit uh, hotel here in the village area. One of the challenges we have in the destination market is we don't have enough lodging. You know, if you're not booking, oh, I don't know, six or eight weeks in advance, it's unlikely you're going to get in on a weekend right now. So the, the hotel will help. It's not big, 30 units, but it's 30 units that will control um, standard hotel rooms. It'll take us a couple of years to build that, but I'm pretty confident we'll break around this summer. And then we have additional plans for the North Bowl. Uh, with a two-lift configuration that's going into place Snow Ghost, you're going to struggle a little bit if you want to ski way up uh, on north, up towards Little Blue. So eventually we'll put a double chair that'll go from Cedar Park to Little Blue. Opens up a tremendous amount of double black terrain up in that area. You'll be able to cycle through easy laps up in there. And then we know right now that we're short on green terrain, so we have an, a, a, a vision to do some a new arrival area. So it'll be like a, a new portal. It'll be a day lodge down there. We'll move ski school down there, food and beverage rentals. And then from that point, you'll have access to the whole resort, but it just it's a different parking area. You can put 1,500 cars down there, and at some point as we continue to grow, we'll need the extra capacity. So I've been throwing this at staff the last two days. We're leaving tomorrow. If money didn't matter, what would you throw in next year's budget? Maybe I'd do that lift to Big Blue. Just plop it down? Absolutely. Then the other question I asked some of them, when's the last time you saw a fight? It's probably been a while for you, hasn't it? No. See, I still play hockey. So Sunday night, we had a little brawl out on the ice. It was awesome. 
I've been threatening to come out here for 15 years. Thanks for having me, Tom. Yeah, thanks for coming out. It's a pleasure. You want more locals and visitors? Here. Okay. This is the hot tub edition. I've hot never done one of these edition. in the hot tub, but we're going to give it a try. So let's okay. get started. I'm Nikki Taylor, and I'm from Victoria, BC, Canada. And we are here on a ski trip, road trip. <laughs> Why are you guys at Schweitzer? How does this work? We're in Schweitzer. Um, we started in Hood River, and we thought we would try a new mountain that we'd never been to before. And um, Schweitzer came up on our uh, radar, and we are here. What's next? Um, from here, we are going to Fernie, BC. And from there, we're going to Revelstoke. How many days on the road total? Uh, two weeks. Who does most of the driving? Uh, it's, about, it's about half and half. Yeah, I'd maybe. say 50-50. Yep. Are you getting your license when? Uh, probably like in a month. <laughs> but I still can't drive on my own yet. <laughs> How are we feeling about that? A bit nervous. <laughs> Anxious. Ellie, I work in rentals from Sandpoint, Idaho, and my favorite cartoon was Cyber Chase. I don't even know what that was. It was, um, I don't really remember anymore, but it was really good, and I think they did math on it, and I think they made math look cool for us. What channel was it on? PBS. Oh, good for you. We didn't have very many channels, so that's all I got. <laughs> Johnny Cook, hometown okay. Sandpoint, Idaho. I work rentals, last time I saw the fight. A fight was drunk dudes fighting over a girl at A&P's. A&P's down in town? Downtown. I guess that probably happens more than never. Quite often, yeah. <laughs> okay, Matt Conger, hometown Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, marketing department up here at Schweitzer Mountain Resort. If money was no object, what would I put in the budget? I would put a lift, actually make that two lifts off the backside and expand our terrain by a few thousand acres. All right, I'll start working on that check. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Okay, my name is Ella. I'm from Centuria, Wisconsin, and I work in rentals. Obscure fact, uh, happy cows come from Wisconsin, not California. Cheese is better in Wisconsin, <laughs> and milk, and yogurt, and ice cream. Does your family, like, ship it to you? Oh, absolutely. Cheese curds in the mail, yes. I flew with cheese curds on a plane. Start with the easy parts. Okay, my name is Brian. Uh, I'm originally from Calgary, Alberta. However, Sandpoint's my hometown. Um, I work in the patrol. My first year, I'm the rookie, so. What, what, is, what does that mean practically? Do they do rookie? rookie things to you? Oh, no, no, no. Actually, it's just more training than everybody else. It's not, it's not what you think it is, really. Okay. It's just more training. There's, there's no hazing element. No, no, absolutely not. That's nice. <laughs> Which I appreciate greatly, actually. <laughs> okay, I'm, from, I'm Galen. I'm from Sandpoint, Idaho. I'm a ski patroller, and... Random factoid. You got um, something. What are you into? Um, what do you care about? What do you want people to know? The world is round. It is not flat. <laughs> we have to remind people that sometimes now, <laughs> yes, don't we? Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, I'm Jordan Hansen. Uh, I'm the executive chef at Schweitzer. My least favorite chef is Guy Fieri. Uh, that guy's just kind of an asshole. What does he do that rubs you the wrong way? He likes to put his own face on any restaurant he visits. With a big thumbs up. Yeah. How many food and beverage outlets here at Schweitzer? Eight. Which one should I hit tomorrow? Sky House. All right, done. Nick Apple, Mobridge, South Dakota. I work in the rental shop, and I'm also a realtor on the mountain. Something you don't know. I didn't know you were a realtor. Now I know that. 
First closing is tomorrow. First closing in your history as a realtor? Exactly. Congratulations. Tomorrow. Yep. Okay, Sarah, North Conway, New Hampshire, and guest services, uh, kind of IT, too. Um, something you don't know. Well, hold on. We're taking tequila shots. Sorry. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> okay, continue. Uh, something you don't know. Um, I have an 80-pound lap dog named Cash, who's awesome. Uh, Nicole Hampton, Durango, Colorado, snow sports school. I feel more like I did when I first got here than I do now. My that was my brain is exploding Just from think that. About it. I am still thinking about it. <laughs> wow, did you intend to do that to me? Yeah. I'm so confused. <laughs> I, I feel more like I I kind of have I that effect on people, don't I, Brian? Yeah. I feel more like I did when I first got here than I do now. Yeah, and do you feel more like you did when you first got here than you do now? Oh. I'm stumped. <laughs> My name is George. I'm a night houseman at Schweitzer Mountain Ski Resort. Schweitzer Mountain is uh, named after Albert Schweitzer, who was a noted nuclear physicist and also a Nobel Peace Prize winner. Uh, if you're interested in knowing what Albert Schweitzer's uh, Nobel Peace Prize for, was for, he was the inventor of snow. If you don't believe me, come to Schweitzer Mountain and check it out for yourself. <laughs> totally. Dude, that was awesome. Hell yeah. Okay, you're on. Okay, Tracy Tuttle. And I'm from Hermosa Beach, California originally. I lived in Mammoth for 10 years. Now I live here. I'm graphic designer and photographer for Schweitzer. And fun fact, I used to race snowboarding. Um, was in the Olympic qualifiers, the first one. Like hard boots? Hard boot racing, yeah. Hey, I'm uh, Katie Hurley. I'm from Coeur d'Alene. And we're up at Schweitzer right now on an epic snowboard day and I'm a nurse. Is it like this often? It seems beautiful. It is like this rarely, actually. It's usually fogged in and no one should ever move here. Just stay where you are, don't come here. <laughs> uh, my name is Sarah and I work at Tabs. And what should we do tonight? I think we're leaving tomorrow. I think we are, we definitely are. Go to the 219, it's karaoke night. It's karaoke night? It's karaoke night. Oh my God, all right. Questionable advice, but we took it. On the way down for karaoke, Adam and I stopped at Utara Brewing to reconnect with one of his childhood friends. Kelly O'Toole, Mystic, Connecticut. We are in Sandpoint, Idaho, and you are drinking the Painted Pachyderm, and he is having the Hobo Hazy IPA. Utara, I mispronounced, thank you. <laughs> so we release something new every Monday. It could be like a double dry hop beer or something that, like a tangerine pale or a grapefruit IPA. Just something different. We like to mix it up. Still at Utara, and it says ring this gong to buy a round for everyone in the brewery. Just do it? All right. That's it. I gotta buy a round for everyone. Oh, Black Hole Sun! Yeah! All right. I might have an hour of karaoke sound from the 219 Lounge. Don't worry, not gonna make you listen to it. But you're curious what I picked. Come on. Good with all you get in. 
Sorry, just one more. The Dan. On the hill, the stuff was laced with kerosene. But ghosts were clean. Everyone stopped to stare and protect the color photo the home. Every gay frame had your number on the wall. You must have had it all. You'd go to L.A. on a dare. You'd go alone. Could you live forever? Could you see the We got Adam up there too with a little help from Spencer from the Sky House. Thankfully, there were others with far more capability, and we made friends with some locals named Jake and Joey. They were tall. Oh, you want more with Jake and Joey? I got more with Jake and Joey out on the street corner. You could so never meet anybody. He, here's here's the weird thing. Here, here's, here's the thing. So, so, been here since the Depression, so, goddammit. So since the Depression. So the listen. Great Depression, dude. Awesome. Our families oh, have both been here since then. Wow. That's mm. really? sick. Yeah. So and you, I get to hear you sing karaoke tonight, and your yeah. families have been All here I'm since then? Let's so, make a trip in the summer. It's Dude, you come know, here for the 4th of July time. weekend? No, or right. We've I'm heard about that. like Fall Fest and 4th of July and various Fourth things. 4th of July. Dude, fucking lost in the 50s, bro. The 50s is really fun. You know what like, the lost 50s is? I do There's know. a lot of cool shit here in the summer. The third weekend in May, we have a car show, and all these hot rods come flying through here, and we have a big parade. Fuck the 50s show. No. For real though, like saying, that's a fucking. Well, that's fucking yeah. I do, yeah. I'm saying come back in the summer. Fourth of July, you guys. Yeah, Fourth of July. All right, come I spend Fourth of July in there. Unfortunately, it was nearing time to head back to Spokane for our red eye. We had eaten most of our food, given away the rest. Except for the cooler. We still had the cooler. All right, silence. Silence. Okay. Oh my God, I'm Name, hometown, department, place you work. Uh-huh. And then describe the transaction that's happening right here. Um, Kayla Richmond from Nelson, B.C., work at Whitewater Ski Resort in the guest services department, and we are receiving a complimentary cooler to take across to the border for our little Muckers baseball team. You're going to use it for your baseball team? Definitely. All the beers, all the coolers, maybe some, like, orange slices. Yeah. 
All right, well, it's really low grade. It was the cheapest one we could buy, so don't have high expectations. I think it's going to be great. We're going to like put a lot of use to it. We're going to cover it with stickers. Yeah, I'm really excited. Careful getting it across the border. Yeah, I hope you guys didn't um, smuggle anything in the walls there. <laughs> and we're on our way. But we still had two uneaten, unrefrigerated calzones in our possession. Can't throw them away. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. We bought some calzones the other night. What was it, three nights ago, two nights ago? When we got here, so it was like Sunday. Sunday. We bought calzones on Sunday, thinking we would eat them some at some point. Right, and now we still have the calzones because we had breakfast every day, which kind of like... It threw off all of our food expectations. Yeah, yeah. We, we got way too much food for what we needed. Look at this guy on the scooter. This guy on the bike is... What is that? an electric bike. like Electric scooter bike. But it's thing. like... Okay. A razor scooter, but let's, let's try to stay on top. Okay. Anyway, that was awesome. So yeah, we got to go heat up these calzones. We're going back to the same place we bought them from. They should have the oven already fired up, and uh, I don't know if that's ever been done before. It's kind of a random request. Okay, parking lot, Second Avenue Pizza. I think I might also ask them to like slice mine up into like fours. It'll make sure it like easier yeah. to eat. We don't have a knife. They have knives. We have no utensils. <laughs> Calzones the other night, and we were wondering, we haven't eaten them yet. Is there a chance we could eat them up here? We bought your calzones a few days ago. We never ate them. We're heading out of town. Would you mind reheating the calzones we bought from you a couple days ago? Can we do that? <laughs> um, I'm not actually sitting next to Carolyn over here. Here, pull them out. That's fine. Okay. So we just, all right. When no one's ever asked for that before in 29 years, it's a little confusing for a minute. But we got the yes. Um, yeah. Hey, Carolyn. Hey. Something that's never been requested before, probably. Not for me. Is it possible to reheat these calzones that you guys made us? Would that be all right? Great. We bought them three days ago. We never ate them. We don't, we want to get them right. Here they are. Okay, this is Carolyn Gleason, and I own Second Avenue Pizza for the last 29 years, and I have great customers from Schweitzer Mountain coming down, going back home. Has that ever happened before? Nope. You are number one in the books today. 29 years. I, I don't think it'll ever happen again. Oh, I never say never. Actually, you better watch out. Maybe somebody will hear that we did this, and they'll yeah. be like, ooh, we bought that pizza. We didn't finish it. Let's go see Carolyn. We'll, we'll do whatever it takes to make the customer happy, guys. Well, it's been a fantastic time, and thank you for uh, helping us get to the airport with bellies full. You're entirely welcome. Thank you for putting putting us out there on the map. And it's time for this guy. We're going to be swimming in wine more than you ever think. What is that? Describe to me what you have there. A Boda bag. A Boda oh, bag? From the 60s. Haven't you seen one of these things? You got a Boda bag and a hot tub a full of what? Bag. Full of. You know, holy water. Good enough for Jesus, good enough for me, Alex. That's what I used to have skiing on. Woo! You got most of it in there. We're yeah, we're going to be swimming in getting the Getting back to the people. You ready? Okay, we're doing a podcast.
hopefully that was fun. I have no idea. Let me know on social at Wintry Mixcast or shoot an email to alex at wintrymixcast.com. Thanks to Derek from Jericho for recently hopping onto the premier level of Patreon support at patreon.com slash wintrymixcast. I donate all the funds raised. It keeps me motivated to produce the show. And our first check will likely be to help build out some kids' bike trails in Vermont this spring. Do the five-star rating and review deed on Apple Podcasts if you haven't. Tell a pal about the show and get out to Schweitzer at some time in your life. There will be one more roadie episode before we get back to local interviews. I'm visiting my long-lost cousin, Rebecca, who just happens to own the premier concert venue slash bar slash bakery in Winter Park, Colorado. So that'll work. Sit tight. We're about to go beep. Goodbye. All right, 12 minutes from now, we're going to have reheated calzone, 2nd Avenue Pizza. Thank you very much, Sandpoint, Schweitzer, Idaho, Earth. Adam. Yeah, that was a great trip. Real good time, Alex. For clearing right-of-way and logging on the Northern Pacific Railroad at Lake Pendoriel. I'm going to learn how to pronounce this, but not till I get up to Schweitzer and people tell me how. Name, hometown, department, and then tell me something I don't know. Actually, wait, no, sorry, the groomer is just too close. Let's do this in a second. I'll be with you in a moment. I'll be with you in a moment. I'm on my knees. I'm holding my phone. I have this. Just give me a second. I like that. It was like the four B's or something. Your brain, your probe. Well, it's a P. There's a P. Yeah. <laughs> your brain, your probe, your shovel, and your beacon, and your buddy. It's like four B's and a P. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Appropriate. About maybe the... Or inappropriate. And if it's inappropriate, I will get rid of it. Because I don't get anybody in trouble. That's my, that's my thing. So name, department, hometown. Tell me something I don't know. About anything. Whatever you're into. You ready? I guess. There we go. Bad question. Don't worry, I won't use it. It doesn't matter. I won't use it. Oh, God. I once saved a turtle crossing a road. And... Yeah. (laughs) Were there witnesses? There was a witness. It was my sister. And then we had to put it back across the road because apparently it was going to die without its sibling. And it was really sad. Did that get in the paper? Did get in the paper. The local, the Beverly Edmonton newspaper. Good morning. It's not morning, Schweitzer fans. It's afternoon. This is Alex with your 3 p.m. update for Tuesday, March 19th. That's right. It's the Winter Mix podcast guy handing out snacks to the lifties. Spring skiing at its finest today. We had tons of sunshine, no wind, and amazing views. The weather is forecast to remain the same for the next few days, so come on up and enjoy these awesome conditions. Base area depth is currently 62 inches. That's all. Excuse like more. With 96 inches at the summit. Season snowfall total in the village is 241 inches, way more than I have in my house in Vermont. Tomorrow, the National is calling for sunny with a high near 47. Sounds kind of like today. Fantastic. Northeast wind, 9 to 13 miles per hour. All the lifts will be running today. It's 3 o'clock. What am I talking talking about? The night? Tomorrow. So tomorrow, all the lifts will be running tomorrow, except for the sunny side double and the T-bar. Please remember that weather conditions can and do change quickly in the mountains. Don't forget, spring fling passes are now valid. Purchase yours for $139, and you can ski or ride to the end of the season. Plus, you can apply $99 towards your 1920 season pass.
also. Next weekend is the 2400 feet of Schweitzer, the longest giant slalom race in the country and a fundraiser for Cystonosis Research. I apologize. The event includes two races, live music, a fantastic banquet, auctions, and a whole lot more. For more info, check out Schweitzer.com. Thanks for calling the Schweitzer Mountain Snow Phone brought to you this afternoon. Uh, Because I walked in at the wrong time, my name is Alex. I have a podcast. It's called Wintry Mix. Have an incredible day, and we'll see you on the mountain. Hit the button that makes it end. Nice. Janelle Mountain Radio's Lakeview Triple has that last chair of the day.